I told you at the beginning of the month that COVID rent is due. The evictions moratorium that the CDC put in place ended. Well, not really. Biden, just in time, or the administration, pulled it off, along with AOC and many other people that most people on the right cannot stand. I can't say that I've really liked AOC, but I'm going to show you some videos that can hopefully show her a bit more as a human and show you a little details around this entire situation to show you that it's not just specific people's fault and those specific people, if there is any fault or blame, actually are much higher up, far higher than left-right politics and have more to do with Agenda 21 and the Great Reset than anything in left-right politics right now. I want to do this for you, not so you end up liking certain politicians or agreeing more with the other side of the aisle. The main point is we humans, especially when we look to news, are looking for heads on chopping blocks and we are the victim. We want to know who to call the enemy so we can feel justified in all of the horrors that we're experiencing right now without ever actually having to do anything. This is the crux of the entire Waking Infinity program, which is here to really lift us up. How can we do something about potential evictions? Now there's a 60-day stay on it, but how can we do something about this situation rather than placing all of the solutions and all of the burden onto the system that's already shown to be ill and corrupt. So, if you like this, if you want a little bit more of this balance, smash that like button, comment below, subscribe to the channel, share the video out far and wide, and get ready for Waking Infinity News. Back to Waking Infinity News. I'm your host, Ben Joseph Stewart. I said in the intro that the main point of this is not really to talk about the political aspect of an evictions moratorium that is now extended. I told this entire story at the beginning of August, and really it's a very tricky situation. And I think it's tricky on purpose, but I won't even go into that blame game. <clears throat> I will explain what I'm talking about there, but the trickiness of the situation is, let's just say everything is legit on the surface of the whole COVID-19 pandemic, and the economic thing wasn't anyone's fault. It wasn't a plan, it wasn't an agenda, that all of this just happened unfortunately, and we're trying to pick up the pieces. For renters, the biggest issue is that these renters had a hardship. Not because of them, their employers laid them off or their income was affected somehow due to the pandemic and all of a sudden they can't pay rent anymore. The landlords are put out by this because now they need assistance from the government to make up for all of what the renters could not pay in. So this instantly puts landlords who initially just took care of their own problems temporarily on the tit of the nanny state. So as they're on the tit of the nanny state, something is happening inside their business model that's starting to break down. Hopefully it can get back to normal. But while this entire thing was happening, you have BlackRock, Blackstone, Vanguard, a bunch of financial sector giants, monsters, that are buying up rental properties. 
Not a ton, and mind you, are they allowed to? Yes, since 2012, after the Fannie Mae debacle. But to me, if you haven't heard me talk about the fourth turning, if you haven't heard me talk about Agenda 21, then you're not going to understand how this, everything that has happened over the past two years has been a demolition state for everyone else's plans except Agenda 21, the World Economic Forum with the Great Reset, and the financial class turning everything from shareholder capitalism into stakeholder capitalism. That's what's happening here. But the whole point of this, I wanted to set that framework to now go deeper. I already told you about that. Who are we to blame? Well, many people on either side of the aisle are just pointing fingers across the aisle. That's all they're doing. A lot of people are saying, Biden dropped the ball on this one. AOC dropped the ball on this one. Well, I'm going to show you some videos of AOC. And while she's still kind of cringeworthy, she's a human. She's a beautiful human. And I don't say that just as in looks. I say, when you catch a glimpse of her humanness, you acknowledge this is a child of the universe, God, whatever new age term you want to put on top of it. This is one of us. It's not the enemy on the other side of the aisle. This is one of us. And I'm going to show you some videos, especially a speech that she gave, that shows that she was actually putting effort into this a month and a half ahead of time. It wasn't a last minute thing. And this could show you the confusion and the debacle that happens in a divided political state. Because I watch the news and I watch so many people that just point fingers at individuals on the other side of the aisle, saying that AOC is this, Donald Trump was that, Joe Biden is this, Nancy Pelosi is that. It's a lot of finger pointing and it's a lot of, look, I can, I can identify the enemy. When really, 99% of the people that I talk to about this, that are talking very conventional newsworthy stuff, they barely know a thing about Agenda 21. They barely research the Great Reset. They only look at what mainstream news and checkmarked individuals are talking about when it comes to the Great Reset and Agenda 21. And they basically, they don't go deep enough. So here is how I'm going to start. The evictions moratorium did not end. At the last minute, the CDC extended it 60 days. So the story should be over, shouldn't it? Well, let's ask Tennessee. In Nashville, Tennessee, the Tennessee's court system won't follow a new COVID-19 pandemic eviction moratorium by President Joe Biden's administration, reasoning that a federal appeals court for its region has already decided the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention doesn't have authority to issue pauses on eviction. Attorneys helping tenants say the legal interpretation leaves those facing eviction with limited options. The attorneys said that they seek to negotiate with landlords, including convincing them to accept federal pandemic housing aid applied for by tenants. The goal is to avoid an eviction that could inhibit their ability to get a new place to live in the future. It's a lot of tenants who are being surprised, said Zach Oswald, managing attorney with legal aid in the Nashville region. They hear national news that the eviction moratorium is in place or back in place, and they don't realize that it doesn't apply to Tennessee. I live in Tennessee. This isn't a situation that I am particularly struggling with. However, this is a state where I could be seeing this in my own community. I could actually be 
in the center of a hub where I'm seeing a lot of exactly what we're talking about here. Where the evictions moratorium does not apply to Tennessee. This is very interesting. So what I do want to say is, first and foremost, I, as a community member in this area where the evictions moratorium is not actually going to hold up and people still might get evicted, what can I do as a community member to potentially lend some support? It's very difficult to know what I can do other than housing people in my office or something like that. But as a community, there's got to be something that we can do and at least try. There is something good about at least trying and seeing what we could do because if we don't try just thinking, well, there's nothing I could do, then we're absolutely right. And we haven't even made the effort for fellow community members that could be next door or right down the street from me. So what I want to do is I want to show you a speech that AOC just gave about the evictions moratorium. Everybody knew this was coming. Yes. We were sounding the alarm about this issue. The court order was not yesterday. The court order was not Monday. The court order was about a, a month ago. We had financial services hearings about it. Members were bringing alarm to the administration about it. There have been public statements about it, asking for all of us, White House and Congress, to move on this sooner. The fact that this statement came out just yesterday is unacceptable. It is unacceptable. I want to make that very clear because the excuses that we've been hearing about it, I, I do not accept them. But secondly, what we have here and we have members within our own caucus threatening to go on vacation and imperiling the lives of millions of people yes. is unacceptable. There you see AOC saying that they were trying to get this extension a month and a half ahead of time. They too were disappointed that the House went on vacation just as the moratorium was ending. And, well, here's another thing showing that AOC is a human. All these people dancing, and not one of them could teach me how to Dougie. But, you know, that's small potatoes next to the eviction moratorium story. Because going out and Duggying on the street is not going to solve this problem. So the real thing that I want to impress upon everybody here is that this is a situation that unless you see the higher elevated view of what's happening and how this doesn't look like it's chaos and pandemonium, but a very well meticulously laid out plan called Agenda 21, part of the Great Reset, a way of pushing people from shareholder capitalism into stakeholder capitalism, getting rid of the middle class, putting everybody under surveillance, blockchain identity. We hear it when it comes to the vaccines and the vaccine passports. Basically, all data is turning into surveillance. Your health data, your social media and phone and device data. All this data that we proliferate, not just from our devices and through our healthcare, but everything we ever buy, all that we do, places that we show up, public transport that we take, is all on the blockchain. Not saying that this is a terrible thing. Our data being on blockchain is not in and of itself terrible, but most people that understand this is happening, they still don't look beyond it to see how is it happening who's pushing it in that direction. So if you do not know the group that gathers at Davos in Switzerland every single year, usually in January, for the World Economic Forum, 
and the people on Riker Island and Necker Island or any of Alison McDowell's work that shows the specific who's who of Agenda 21, of the Great Reset, then you're really not doing your research and you're pointing fingers at people like AOC. Now, again, you don't have to like AOC. Everything she does could be very cringeworthy to you. But I hope that I at least showed that this is a human being that is trying. It seems so. It could be fake. It could be completely a story. But it seems to me that what I'm talking about as far as Agenda 21 and The Great Reset is above AOC's pay grade. It's not too far above her pay grade, but what it really is, is she is there to play the political game, not to be aware of what's happening right above it, but to play into the left-right divide. That's my thoughts. So, the last thing I want to tell you about this is this might be the first time, and I don't know if it's going to be successful because I read a bunch of stuff saying that it doesn't really fall into this category, but there are people that are saying in the Supreme Court, the Third Amendment, we always hear about the First and the Second and other ones, but barely ever the Third. Actually, the Third Amendment has never been used in a Supreme Court ruling ever. And that is that during a time of peace or a time of war, you cannot force people to house or quarter soldiers. This goes all the way back to the Revolutionary War, probably a little bit into the Civil War. But basically, as soldiers and even redcoats would come over and they would house themselves, they would quarter themselves in other people's houses, they would be um, allowed access by their own authority to the food in the house. They would go to taverns and they would take supplies for their militias so they could carry on. The Third Amendment does away with that. Now, it's kind of a loose observation to say that what's happening right now could fall under the Third Amendment because, yes, there are renters that are in the military. They're soldiers. They're being quartered during this time period and they're being forced to be quartered, right? The landlords can't evict them. It's different, but it's the same in the sense that, yes, soldiers are being quartered at a time like right now and they're not allowed to be um, kicked out. Now, they're not having access to people's refrigerators, right? They have to buy their own food, but they're not being kicked out. So again, I don't think this is the way it's going to go. I don't think this is going to be successful, using the Third Amendment to kick people out of houses. Nor do I feel that it would be the people in the military not able to pay their rent. So I don't think these soldiers are actually the demographic that would be creating the problem. And we're only hearing about the demographic that can pay the rent, but they're deciding not to. Perhaps that does include some soldiers. Perhaps, but perhaps not. The biggest point, the big conclusion that I want to get at here is if you are involved in political debate, if you watch the news and you're getting involved in the political divide, in what people on the opposite side of the aisle are saying and doing, and it riles you up, if it does something to your nervous system, then just hear me out. Imagine that we're actually in a world far different than you have conceived of yet. You're just looking at the conventional reality. You're just looking at mainstream media news. You're just looking at the consensus of what most people are willing to look at and the topics most people are willing to talk about. 
Then there's fringe topics and you don't like going there because you've just in your mind labeled all of that as being conspiracy. All of it as being, I don't buy it, I'm not going to look at it. And you haven't looked deep inside to potentially say, am I lying to myself? Is any of that true? If you haven't done any of that, then you're probably pointing fingers at people and administrations that are pawns in the chess game. They're not calling the shots. They're not the generals. They're the foot soldiers. And these are the people that, yes, they're following orders. And yes, they have a karmic load applied to them if they're going to carry out these orders. And that's not for us to make sure that they get their comeuppance, if you know what I mean. The real forces that we should be paying attention to. Firstly, the priority should be, what can I do to make more harmony and to make more goodness apparent and evident in the world? What can I do in my community that just at least brings in a little bit more goodness? Am I doing that as much as uh, or more than I'm pointing fingers and talking about all the stuff that I hate? That's what I see on social media. For the most part, when people see things they don't like, they allow their words to come out in a form of disgust. You're so powerful. Is that really how you want to use your power? To spread venom? To show your disgust? To bring other people into the words and the word magic that you create, that you post beneath other people's posts on social media? All these words that people get sucked into, turning into the dialogue that's going on in their own head? That's what you want to feed into? Come on. We're artists. And I know we have it in us to make that subtle change that we need to, to not use that kind of language, to not point fingers at people who really have very little to do with it. They're pawns. They're not the generals. And to use your voice every single time on every single post to every single person, including yourself when you're alone and just rambling in your head. Use your words like you know they're powerful like you remember how powerful you are, how much of a creator you are. Remember that you are the most powerful and incredible, beautifully creative technology known to creation. We need to wield it. We need to stop forgetting that. We need to stop giving that power away and allowing ourselves to be a cog in the wheel of a system we don't understand that is highly sick and ready for change. The Great Reset may not be that bad of an idea if it weren't for the specifics of it. I could go for a Great Reset, but it's got to be greater than what's being pushed by the World Economic Forum because that's another trap. To me, it's another trap. But I don't say that in some spiteful, disharmonious way. I say it as a way to be like, okay, I'm not going to say no to it. I'll say yes and in the same way an Aikido master doesn't block your punch with brute force. They say yes to it, but they redirect it into a direction that's far more beneficial. We could do that. And when it comes to people potentially being evicted, we have 60 more days to figure out what we can do to potentially support our community. I hope this reaches your heart. I hope that you can take this and actually do something in your own community. Pay it forward. Give some goodness. Give some compassion out 
and stop worrying about other people and how you can point the finger at them and cause them to be the, uh, the blame holders for all of the sickness and the illness and the sadness that's going on in the world. Go over to benjosephstewart.com. I'm going to get deeper into this topic. I'm going to talk about trees. I'm going to talk about the pineal gland. I'm going to talk about esoteric stuff, and I'm going to tie it into the great mass eviction that I was talking about when I actually did think the evictions moratorium was doomed to fail and not be extended. And I thought that was going to be the next push for Agenda 21, and I was slightly wrong. So, with that being said, go over to benjosephstewart.com, become a member. When you become a member, you'll get access to all the deeper dives. I'm going to start putting a lot more different types of content up there, but every single week you get nearly a half hour of a deeper dive that YouTube doesn't really like, the censorship algorithms doesn't really like. But beyond that and beyond blaming YouTube, that's where you'll get members-only content that goes deeper into these topics and really start setting up a protocol for the awakening that we wish to have as a species. Get involved in the Discord chat. All that info is below. And that's where the community comes together and has a deeper conversation about some of the topics that I bring up in this show and more. So with that being said, I hope you all take this message to heart, and I'll catch you all next time on Waking Infinity News.